So everybody, good afternoon. It's another episode of the Soapbox. I'm Shravius, and I am Larry. It's good to be back after what, a three month hi- <laughs> a three month hiatus. Three month hiatus, yes, sir. Sorry, due to my own uh, weaknesses and inquisitivity, inc- whatever, whatever the hell you call it. But uh, yeah, maybe you need to take an English class or something. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe you need to take the one your mom. No, I'm gonna take the one your mom and talk because your brother can't talk now. So. Okay, all right. Well, I'll make sure I text him after this after this episode. Matter of fact, I'll probably send it to him real time. How about that? <laughs> That's all right. What's going on? Oh man, listen, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. As always, uh, we are here um, on location recording, private location that is. So. Uh, we don't want nobody peeking in the windows while we recording. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, you don't be like that. That schoolmate you went to school with, the one with the prison. Listen, for that person, I'm hope, glad you I, don't know who you are. I hope you not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still locked up, huh? Maybe, maybe. Not sure, mm-hmm. but like that's 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 like a, a serious charge, mm-hmm. man. Like you know that 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 goes to show you that sometimes you're around people you you really don't know who you're around. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They can display a certain amount of behavior around you yeah. and, and and be somebody totally different. Mm-hmm. Just like, for instance, serial killers. You know, they, they'll go to work, they're functioning citizens, but then they're killing people at night and stuffing them in garbage cans. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, sure. uh, you know, that being said, watch who you hang with. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, there was this guy, speaking of that, it's a guy named last name, um, dang it, I was just reading something on, on him this morning. I can't remember his last name. Anyway, he was an executioner out of Richmond, Virginia, a black guy. And he had been working at the prison for like so long. And in the early 80s, he in, in the early 80s, I think in 82, he got promoted to executioner because the other guy had retired. And so from 82 to 99, he was the guy who executed these people, either by chair or by lethal injection and everything. And then he started talking about how that stuff really got to him. You know, he it's like it didn't become an addiction to him, but he became like so immune to it. But his family was against it, but his family never knew that that's what he did until he retired and all that. And as to retire, and as a matter of fact, he died this year. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, sometimes, man, I, I guess, uh, you know, power sometimes um, goes to the head. And yeah, yeah, but but it's not something that he like wanted to do, but it's something he had to do. But but think about this though. Whenever you are you are a black man, it's one thing executing a white person, right? Because they did wrong. But it's another thing executing a black person. You know they did wrong, but you're looking at one of us. Right. And and he was saying it was hard for him to go home at night and like really think about that. And so I anyway, I just I, I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but you know. Anyway, had to be a daunting task for someone to have to uh, execute people daily. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't well, think he, he, he executed like I think sixty six people. That's a lot of people to kill, man. So yeah. in your conscience, you kill sixty six people, honestly. So that's more than he was there for like almost twenty years. So that's more than one person a year. It's a lot of people, definitely a lot of people. And I, and, and mm-hmm. you know, to me, regardless of their color, man, I ain't, I'm not trying to kill anybody. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that that that's just like I I didn't give that life, so I can't take that life. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I guess, I guess that's that's my philosophy. But me being in the field of work that I'm in, you know, at some point in time, I may have to take somebody's life, but I hope I never have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't know what many people think. Um, you know, I don't I guess I don't have have a stance of being a for or against rather. But I think that whenever someone does wrong, the best consequences. in the enduring of pain. Right. 
than during that reality. Right. And so by they imprison us one thing, solitary confinement is one thing. Right. But killing them, what pain are they feeling? None. Only thing is you're just taking another person off of the earth. Exactly. And then you see what I'm saying? So it's like to me, to me, I feel like it's an escape. You get the escape that reality yeah. is sitting in those four walls, thinking about what you've done, letting the consequences sit in, understanding that you took somebody's family member, somebody's child, somebody's mother, somebody's father. Like I think that's worse than death. You know, when you're sitting there and you're thinking about that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, to me, that that is a death penalty to let you sit there for the rest of your your God given days on this earth, and you're tortured by your own thoughts. Yeah, because like if you think about like this is a kid out of New York, his name was Khalif. His name was Khalif um, Browder, and all of that. You know, he was you know he was convicted of a crime. Uh, police officer falsely identified him. And anyway, they told him to come down to the police station. They just want to talk to him. Police station ended up in prison for a few years. Solitary confinement. He was a young man, man in his 20s. It it messed him up so badly that by the time he got released from prison, he committed suicide. Right. On top of that, that wasn't the only pain that they endured. It was such a heartbreak to his mom that she died of a broken heart and all of that. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just, just, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's it's crazy. And it's crazy how humans are meant to interact with one another. I I believe that is how we were created by the creator is to uh, have fellowship with one another. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, You know, man left him himself for bringing shame to his mother. Right. We all, everybody has heard that, that verse preached in church, especially if you went to a uh, Pentecostal or African-American church, you heard that many times. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and and it just, just as a woman would, you know, bring shame to her father as a man would bring shame to uh, his mother as well. So, but, but I think, you know, I think, you know, we talk about the, you know, prison system and just, you know, different things like that. And you just mentioned about, you know, people being are meant to connect to other people. Well, people don't understand, like, when, whether it's friendships or relationships or whatever, everything is created out of some type of intimacy. Right. Right? Right. So it's like, when you cook, there's some type of... So so, so it's like, so it's like whenever you cook, like, there's some type of intimacy involved. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you're just not cooking it for the food to taste good. You're cooking it for other people, too enjoy right you know whenever you're building a friendship and all that you're not just genuine friendships you're just, just not building those friendships just you know just to get to know a person but you building it because there's some type of intimacy there that connects with you on some on, on some level and people get always get intimacy confused with sex that's not always the case right necessarily right you know so you just you, my, my point is saying you know telling all these stories and different things like that you need people who you can connect with on some type of level based on all you things all these things you go through whether you have to job for so many years you have to do something you don't want to do right or whether you're a Khalif Browder who committed suicide who didn't know what to do and did not have the resources right you know what I'm saying and so it's just there's so much that you know that goes along with the word you know intimacy. Oh, of course, of course, of course. You know, and and you know it, it it's 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 sad that you know people commit suicide and you know like you say you know in the prison system, um, uh, suicide rates are very high uh, because of the solitary confinement. Plus, plus because people are in and they feel alone, they feel like they don't have anybody. I don't care how strong you are, how bad right. you think you are, 
uh, everybody needs somebody everybody along needs somebody. the way. Yeah. So, you know, people can say what they want to say, man. But, you know, we're we're at we're, we're at a pivotal point uh, in this country, uh, the United States of America. Um, <clears throat> and it seems to be a lot of controversy around voting. And I'll go ahead and say this. I'll get this out of the way. I don't really care who you're going to vote for, but I, I will say you need to vote. Yeah. Um, you know. If you need evidence or you need proof, the proof is in the pudding. Um, I hear a lot of people saying, well, we really ain't got no good candidates. Well, this country was founded on a certain set of principles. Um, they were founded on a voting system, and that's just what's in place. Right. Unless you're ready to challenge that and take on the people at Capitol Hill, uh, you know, you have to vote. You have to vote. You have to vote. You have to vote. So, you know, interesting thing. I was just looking around. I'm, you know, I'm always, I always try to make myself thirsty for knowledge. Um, I always try to be in the know, mm-hmm. but not the now, right? So many people get caught up in trying to be in the now and not the know, and their life goes nowhere fast. And that's not a shot at anyone. Uh, no point intended. And if you took it as a point intended, maybe you need to examine yourself. That's just that's just me. Right. But uh, the 15th Amendment to the Constitution was signed into law 95 years ago. Right. Um, it was for African-Americans in the South. They faced tremendous obstacles to to uh, to uh, to voting, including poll taxes, literacy tests and other bureaucratic restrictions to uh, deny them the right to vote. Uh, they also risked harassment, intimidation, economic um reprisal uh and physical violence and when they tried to register to vote as a result uh very few african americans were registered voters and they had very little if any political power either locally or nationally yeah and that's why you know so if you look at people like a um a uh al sharpton or a reverend jesse jackson or heck let's even use pastor jamal bryant just different things like that that's why it's important for you to keep that spark alive when it comes to marching, when it comes to, you know, these petitions, when it comes to voting, you know, when it comes to all these different things, because based on everything you just pointed out, those things are still happening today, knowingly and unknowingly. Right. One hundred percent. So if we go back to Khalif Browder, the young man who I talked about in New York committed suicide, the reason he went through what he went through is like a resources and just different things like that and it shouldn't have been that way so let's fast forward now because we have so many different resources now to make sure you know we as african americans can get out and vote and different things like that i strongly recommend that we utilize that you know there's an old saying it's better it's better it's better to be rich and guilty than poor and innocent right you know because once again the lack of resources and so by getting out there you know marching voting you know each one teach one different things like that i know people you know say well it, you know, racism, racism is always going to exist. Oh, the white man is always going to do is always going to do that. So as a man thinketh, so is he. Of course. You know, I'm hopeful that now is racism going to go away, going to go away 150 percent realistically. No, it's not. But what we can do, we can make sure we put the proper practices in place to help dumb some of that down. And eventually they will fall in line. It's like now if you see all these marches and stuff, you see just as many as white people as you see black people. Exactly. Meaning uh-huh. that that some of the propaganda has that has come out in the media. There's a shift. 
it's 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 all not true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. we are able to come together as one. Yeah, like regardless of what anybody says, I don't care what the president says. Or he stands yeah. with this group that you know. Uh, you know, we're ready on 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 election day, man. Y'all better sit down somewhere because this ain't where America's trying to go. And if you still want that same kind of kind of America, maybe maybe you need to go to an island and start you another country because at some point in time, this country will come together. Mm-hmm. We we will stand together, right? And 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 we'll be able to live peacefully among one another because, again, if if I cut a Caucasian person, if I cut a Hispanic person. If I cut a black person, when the air hits their blood, it will turn red. Yeah. We are all red-blooded people. We are all the same inside. Right? So I feel like that we don't need to continue to feed into this propaganda from most media that try to pitch us against one another. But it's time for us to come together and turn on that crap and put an end to it. And it's going to take a few good men and women. Yeah, yeah, my whole my whole thing is, you know, you know, we, let's if we talk about white people, for example, right? I, you know, I don't have issues with white people. I've never had an issue with white people, but I think if you're not as mature, strong, intelligent, and um, balanced enough, just because one white person did something to you, you'll think all of them are the exact same way. Right. So you just have to make sure that whenever you're in a room, you all are able to speak. You may not be able to speak a hundred percent of the same language, but as long as there's an understanding, you know anything, you know anything can get by. Because a lot of these white people who are marching with these black people, either two, either three things that happen: either number one, they have friends are black, or they're married to somebody who you know who's black, mm-hmm. or it has gotten that bad to the point to where they say, "Okay, I see," and I under, you know, and I understand because, like, if we think about it, if if they're Think about if if we were black police officers and we always killing white people, like, right? You know, think you know, just think about that. And so that's why we all got to come together and get this voting thing down packed because right, shit just all, all, all over the place. It's all over the place, and we also have to hold these politicians accountable. Like you know, I know everybody's looking at the presidential race, but you know, that's that's the last race that I'm concerned with, right? I'm concerned with my local community and my state, right? That's what I'm most concerned with because that's where I'm affected at the most. And I believe that people should look into their candidates. Like uh, I was in my voters booth. Um, Of course, I I did vote early, but I was in my booth probably longer than those people wanted me in there because I ran across a couple of names that I was not familiar with. But I did need to know something about them. And shame on me for not uh, doing any research before I went to went to the polls to kind of figure out what, you know, which way I wanted to vote. But I did notice this year that the way the ballots are set up, they, they. I can tell you there's a difference between the ballot last time I voted and this time I voted. But you know, the, you know, the very first time I voted was when President Barack Obama was running for president. I, I think that's when a lot of people first voted. And But let me tell you why I voted, because now I'm I'm Democrat all day, but I don't care if there's a Democrat or Republican running. I just want somebody who's going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because not all Republicans are racist. No, they're not. They, we just have different points of views and all of that. Of course. You know, it's like we all go to Chili's. We all order different meals, but but we all we all eat together. We all eat together. You see what I'm saying? Of course. And so it's like the reason I voted for Barack Obama is because number one, I seen someone like me, and that gave me hope. Then number two, it said that you know by making by putting someone who looked like me in this office is not only going to I'm not gonna say look out for me because that sounds selfish, 
but he's not only going to open up resources for all of the African-American community, but maybe this is the guy who can bring both sides together. And it's also letting you know the white people know that, hey, I don't care what you say or how you say or what you do, what's meant to be will be, yeah. you know, regardless and all that. And, and like people even like look at, you know, Trump and all, you know, Trump and all that. And I'm not, I'm not now Trump behind the scenes, he could be a totally different, a totally different person. Probably, probably is. A totally different. I mean, he could be that person and say, hey, Sheree, so you know, would you like a sandwich or would you like some tea? You know, what would you like? Right. But because you know, but because of everything he's going through, he may feel like this is what I got to be in order to withstand. Right. And then people, you talked about the media earlier. Right. You know, I can understand how the media can really piss you off. Of course. And can, and can just really make you go there. Yeah. But you have to learn how to curtail, you know, you know, certain situations and all that. So no, you have to play, you have to play that game. You can't beat them, join them. Right. And, and, and also you got to think for yourself. Yeah. It, uh, people are so simple minded these days, man. Like, like do the research yourself. Of course, it, it, digging for the truth is gonna be like finding a diamond at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take you or some time. I'm trying to find some contacts that need like I need in haystack. I mean, of course. And you know, one thing I will say is, you know, um, you know, I hope that you know the president is uh, uh, him, he and his wife are, are are you know gonna be okay and and they get the right kind of treatment. Uh, um, regardless of how I feel about anything, I don't want to see anybody, you know, suffer and go through right. anything like that. So, you know, um, may God, you know, may God be with them, um, during this time of, uh, uncertainty, you know, with their health. Um, so definitely don't want to bash anybody when they sick. I don't care where you from, you know, it's just all about, you know, a little bit about your, you know, your upbringing, you know, and. Yeah. And, but, but if he does, like, if he doesn't win this election, he'll be the, he'll be the second one-term Republican president since George H.W. Bush. Right. And all of that. And of course, we all know Democrat uh, Jimmy Carter, he was a one-term president too. You know, he was a Democrat and everything. But if you look at, there was a whole mix-up in that when things happened with Nixon. You got Jimmy Carter in there. Then it's, it's just stuff happened all up in there. Then you got things happened with Bill Clinton, the whole scandal. Then you got things happened with George W. Bush, Hurricane Katrina, the economy, all that type of stuff. Right. Then you got Barack Obama there. Person came up, tried to clean the economy, but then you know got the whole racism thing that happened. Now you got Donald Trump in there, and so the people are saying, okay, well, we need a younger generation, right, to really bring this country full circle. Because remember, even let's 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 use the coronavirus for example, right? You have a lot of people say, well, these young people are always on the devices, always using technology, such and such, such and such, different things like that. When, when the pandemic happened, it forced companies and corporations to go virtually. And who do they have to depend on? They had to depend on the younger generation, of course, in order to get, when it, when it comes to education, mm -hmm. when it comes to companies, when it comes to churches. Like, you think about Bishop T.D. Jakes? Right. Guess who wants to his, his digital, digital department? His son. And he's in his late, mid, late 20s. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, this is, God will get you to the point to where you need to. I mean, I can go on, you know, all day about that, but it's it's just so much there, man. It's just, just so much there. It's, it's a whole lot there. And then, you know, my other thing is, is that, you know, I seen an article one time and it was right after uh, Mr. Trump was elected president mm -hmm. and it had the white guys are back. And to some people, it was like a, a little laugh off. But to me, it was a serious thing because when I look at our political makeup in this country, uh, most of those gentlemen are are over sixty five, 
Half of them are 70. Some of them are probably 75. Trump is 74. Yeah. And what I'm trying to, and what I'm getting at, you know, by saying that is, is that how can we move a country forward with people that probably can't even relate with the times now? You know, you know, Larry, I don't, honestly, I don't think a lot of people necessarily want to relate. I just think people just want to be in the mix. And they're stuck in their ways. Yeah, can't teach a, can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, I believe that's a lie. I believe anybody can change. It's all it's all within that person. Yeah. But I feel like that you know whether whether it be racism or healthcare or what have you, if you have an old mindset that will not change, then how can you change the country? But see, here's the thing. Here's the tricky part about that, right? So you have two different type of people. You have people who are stuck in in their mindset who don't want to change, period, because mm -hmm. that's the way they see it, that's the way it's going to be, mm -hmm. and that's just what it is. But then you have other people who are stuck in their mindset because they are scared right. of changing. Right. And so that's when you have to be a person of, you have to show a little mercy and show a little grace to see where that person's mind is and all of that. Right. Because even if you can peak a little change and all that, that is a sign of hope to maybe... You know, you can do something, you know, you can do something different because like I got to tell you, I strongly believe, I strongly believe that there's going to come a time to where this country is going to be at peace. I'm not right. saying it's perfect, but it's going to be at peace because think about when the whole Bill Clinton thing happened. Think about the whole Bill Clinton era. Right. The only thing we really heard was about the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Other stuff happened too. Right. But if you look at that time, you really didn't hear much about. America being in odds, you didn't, you, you just didn't hear much. You see what I'm saying? Right. You you heard the normal stuff, right? But it's like after that, yeah, it's like you just start hearing shit. You start seeing shit. He's like, you know what has happened. I'm not saying that that stuff happened because of Bill, but the question becomes, where did the shift happen? Right. You know. So it's, and, and it's I think just, the shift came in because, uh, you know, um, somebody took advantage of an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and they they exploited something that they felt uh, could 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 take them to the top, and, and ultimately it did. But in the end, you're your own demise, right? Yeah. And and we're seeing that unfold right in for right right before our eyes. Um, but what I will say is is that again we have to hold our local and gov and state politicians accountable. Um. Don't come to our communities when it's voting time. Don't matter if it's a black community or a white community, a mixed community, whatever kind of community is. Don't bring your butt out there asking for votes when you didn't show up not one time throughout the year when disaster struck that area or when, a, uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, you, you see a certain amount of houses being lost. Um, sickness hits that area you're somewhere behind closed doors safe. But, you know, man, this is the last thing I want, I want to say on this. If we want to see something different, we got to get different people in office. Of course. And that that's that's my, that's that, yeah. uh, in a nutshell, that is what I'm exactly yeah. trying to say. And that means if you are 20 years old, if you're 25, if you're 28, if you're 35, and I know it may not be something that you want to do, but if there's some type of talent, gift, inkling something that you have you can bring to the table you could be that one who could literally change this country and so you know only thing i ask you know whoever you are you know don't sit on that thing that can really change us because 
at one point, at some point in my life, I'm going to be 60 years old. I'm going to be 70. You know what I'm saying? And I may not be able to talk the way I talk, see the way I see, or write the way I write, different things like that. But if we can have somebody, you know, who's in office that can just going to do what's right, I will be, I'll, you know, I will be fine, you know, because right. we have so many older people. You mentioned age earlier. So many older people out there who are scared. Right. And who, who just don't know. And like I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking the ages of these guys because wisdom needs to be present. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, there's need to be some youth and rejuvenation. Yeah. Right. So when you mix all those things together, youth, rejuvenation and wisdom, yeah. uh, I, I feel like you can go places and you can, you can change the course of the country uh, by wiping out some of the debt and um, coming into terms with some of these other countries, uh, where they, we, we, we may not have to sit on the same couch, but we can sit in the same room and get along, yeah. right? Um, I, I feel like relationships are being destroyed. It shouldn't be destroyed. Uh, and, and a lot of it is just over opinion or what somebody believes. But, um, you know, neither here nor there, those things have to come to an end, and we have to start to get along, and we have to start to make real progress. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's relatively simple. It's almost like, so let's say, let's talk about sweet tea, right? How, how honestly, how do you know that sugar goes in tea? That's a question for you. How do you know sugar goes in tea? And honestly, sugar really doesn't go into tea because the way tea was meant to be drank is you boil the leaf, because right. tea has a amazing ability to uh, help with antioxidants in your body and also replenish cells in your body. Right. But I'm saying, how did you first know that sugar goes in tea? Because I seen my granddaddy put it in. There. That's my point. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah, that is yeah. exactly my point and all that. And so if I'm just going, I'm just going, I'm just going to leave that right there. But anyway, let's, you know, move on. We're going to let you simmer on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on, man, uh, you know, talk a little bit about business, um, mm -hmm. you know, running out of time here. But, um, you know, talking a little bit about business, I, you know, I'm a uh, avid watcher of the stock market. Um, uh, Bloomberg is something I tune into on a daily basis. I have a couple of different apps on my cellular device. Uh, watching a lot of the markets this week, uh, go up and down, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uncertainty, uh, everybody's still pushing for stimulus, um, you know, a business owner myself, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and as well as you, um, there's some grim outlook on, you know, the, the economy recovering. Um, and I'm wondering, it does the stimulus really help? So the stimulus, um, it, it it does help to those who don't who don't have right right. But the question becomes like, what are you doing with it? And like, even those who get it, their mindset is okay. I gotta, I need to, you know, pay this. I need to pay that. I need this, and I need that, which is all, which is good. You know what I'm saying? But even with that, you can, you know, you can save a little bit. But then you you hit a whole thing. Well, people are getting stimulus who don't need it. You know. We need it, you know, us people, you know, we need it just to, you know, different things like that. And then if you go a little bit deeper, a lot of people are getting money. They're not getting money, getting it the right, you know, the right way per se. Of, of course. But then I told people, I said, you know what? You're right. But see, here's the thing. I, and I can only speak for us because I can relate to us. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying I'm a part of this category. The reason you have a lot of the, a lot of the black people who are just really taking, taking, taking. Is because it's been taken from them all their life. Of course. And it was like, okay, you're going to hand it to us. I'm going to take it all that and some because I want this. I got a family to feed. And on top of that, I'm going to share with my friend as well. Is the right thing to do? No. But 
it's it, it was almost like let's jump jump into the like election for a, a quick second. It's almost like the election. If the Democrats don't steal it, the Republicans will. Somebody's stealing something. Somebody, some, you know what I'm saying? It's just where we are. Yeah. So, so when it comes to the whole, you know, stimulus thing, it is a, you know, it has been a big help. It's no, it's nobody's fault. It's just something that happened. Exactly. And interesting fact about the the amount of the stimulus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gentleman showed me this yesterday. Never knew about it. Never heard about it. Uh, when uh, the African Americans were being sold in this country, uh, there was an ad that was put out. How much do you think the Negroes were sold for? Now, now this is this is what the article said. It said Negroes for sale, twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. How did the government come up with that number to give to the rest of the country? Well, you know, I, I get that, but I would say that one is a little, that one is a little deep for me. And some things are coincidence, but ironically, they align with history. Exactly. You know, um, <laughs> but, you know, but I, but I will say this, though. I'm not glad that the pandemic happened, but it needed to happen to help a lot of people. Right. And I really, from a spiritual standpoint, man, God's seen a lot of people struggling. Right. And and who and, and sometimes God, God will create a nationwide issue just for one person. Exactly. Like, that's how. To me, that's how magnificent it, you know, he is. I'm not in his brains or anything like that. But I'm kind of glad that, you know, this kind of helped people to see how prepared you need to be. Right. How much you need to save. Yes. How careful you need to be. Relationships it. you need to get rid of. Drop jobs it. you need to quit. Companies you need to start and all that. Right. Even Matter of fact, if you think about doing the pandemic, you was able to do every single thing. You was able to work from home. You was able to eat from home. You was able to shower. You was able to drive everything. But what's the one thing you weren't able to do? You were not able to go inside of a church house and just different things like that. Right. So my whole thing is, it's like even at home, being able to do everything but go to church, that sh- it was God's way of showing you that you don't have to go into a church house. is cool. You should go to church, participate, get involved. But you don't have to be connected to God in a building for him to do like new things in you, around you, for you, or even for the country. It's just different things like that. Then also, even with that, it just, I don't know, man, it's just so many different things that has happened this year that has really got us to open our minds. Like an entrepreneur like a Kobe Bryant right. who passed away, un, you know, unexpectedly. Then you start seeing a trend of these heavy hitters, right? you know, start passing away, just different things like that. And so I tell people, you know, 2019 was a tough year for me because, you know, of the, you know, the whole divorce thing I went through. Right. And I told people, I, li- I literally crawled into 2020. Right. Crawled into it. And now the way this shit set up, I'm running out. <laughs> you, pra- you crawled in, got kicked, fell, yeah. got up, and you ran out. Yeah. So, and you know, which which brings us to, you know, another great point is, you know, love your family. Yeah. You know. They're uh, crazy. But yeah. love them. You know, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And you know, Which, God, God gives them to you for a reason. Um, if there's any disconnect with anybody, everything can be fixed. Maybe you won't be the best of friends or closest you should be. Yeah. But try to fix relationships. Uh, that's really a big part of our problem in this country that people um, are are you know offended or hurt or or you know have a broken heart. And and they're stuck there, and they can't they they can't get out, you know. Right. Um. So you know, family is family, and 
We all got them. We got good family members. We got bad family members. We got crazy family members. We got that family member that they 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 better than everybody else. I mean, you. I mean, there's just all different types of situations uh, that can arise, you know, in family. But at the end of the day, family is all you got. So I would say to everyone that would listen to to our show is that you know try to make amends, you know, fix these relationships because. The more of these relationships to get fixed uh, in our communities, um, you, you'll see uh, the healing process can really start, you know, once, you know, people start to forgive and move on and let bygones be bygones and and and, and start fresh, you know, because tomorrow, tomorrow may not be promised to you, you know. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, what a lot of people understand is that sometimes time is forgiveness, too. Yes. And what I mean by that is, when so much time goes by, so much, so much, so many different things that happen, life that happen, mm-hmm. that you have literally forgotten about what you fell out about. Mm-hmm. What was you mad about the person? What was you mad with the person about? Just different things like that. And so, you know, fam- I got so many stories I can share about family. But, you know, my whole thing at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you. But make sure you do it in a way that it's not attacking, you know, your mind or, you know, or it's a stronghold, right. you know, on on you. You know, I just, you know, fam- family is family regardless. And once you start your own family, if you do have your own family, meaning like your own kids, your wife or husband, different things like that, you can set a new a new standard, you know, for your family and all that. So despite what, what your family is doing, the one you were born into, you can change things by the family that, you know, the family that you create and all that good stuff. So every, everything starts at home, man. Everything starts at home. Everything know. starts at home. So shout out to... Uh, all the kids are doing virtual learning. You can do it. Just giving you a little encouragement. Don't stop. Keep oh, pushing. Half, half of them halfway listening. Hell, they, uh, <laughs> if you learn, a cat probably smarter than some of them damn kids. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but you know, um, let's let's continue to push our kids and and, and make them better. Um, pushing your kid don't make you a bad parent. You know what I mean? Pushing your kid, uh, showing them that it's not a cakewalk out here uh, in these streets or in this this mean and cold world. Um, so pushing them, uh, can help them. Um, it's not going to hurt them. You know, you can hurt their feelings, but you, they parent, not their friend. So that's on you. So to all your kids out there, continue to do a good job, a great job. And to all your parents who have to sacrifice even more during the pandemic, trust me, you are not forgotten. And to to the teachers as well, you know, uh, you know, appreciate, you know, appreciate, you know, you all and, and all that good stuff, you know, in some shape, form or fashion. If you think about this year, even enemies had to come together in order mm-hmm. in order to make things work, in order to, you know, in order to get through it and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, oh, my, my birthday is coming up in um, in three days, but oh, three days. What? Yeah. Happy, happy, happy early birthday to you. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting old. Yeah, I am. I'm old, old but not stiff. Believe that. Old but not stiff. Swift and not nimble. <laughs> trying to make it happen, Captain. Just trying to make it happen. But yeah, you know, shout out to all the uh, first responders, emergency workers, everybody working at the hospital. You know, we don't want to leave y'all out. You know, uh, there's still a pandemic going on. People still getting sick. So shout out to you and your family. Y'all holding it down. You know, peace and blessings to you. And I'm Sharavius. And I'm Larry. And be kind to yourself. Be good to others. And until next time, hopefully it'll be, it'll be before the new year. So. 
Absolutely. You definitely be here, folks. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today. And that concludes our show. Oh, and by, by the way, when I came over this time, I didn't get no diabetic ass plums. I got some real water, Nextly, and I got some chips. I, I don't think those, those chips were they great value or Cheetos. Uh, that was a Cheeto brand. Okay, sir. yeah, I got, I got I got name brand Cheetos. Y'all be y'all be proud. <laughs> Very proud. Next time we go get some water and bread. Okay. Until next time, we'll see you.